Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Canada has been learning more about residential schools. Mm-hmm. In the States, they're known as boarding schools. Down in South America and in the Caribbean, they're known as encomiendas, settlements. And it was a way of um, saying, you know, that, you know, God loves you, but as, but he does not like you. And um, because your, your, your words, your language, your songs, your dances, you know, you need to get rid of those things and become this new creature. And, uh, but when we read scripture, that's not what we, we are seeing. And that's the message that Peter Gay and Gerard Roberts hope to share through their music. They're part of an indigenous worship band called Okama. Today on Connections, they're going to share why they formed this band. And they're also going to share with us how we as a church can do a better job with reconciliation. We're joined today by Peter Gay and Gerard Roberts. They are part of an indigenous worship band called Okama. Now, first off, tell us a little bit about this band, how it was formed, and tell us a little bit more about the name of the band. It, it means listen or hear in my Taino language, and that's T-A-I-N-O. And um, I've always had a dream of having a band. Um, it when I had that dream of having a band, it wasn't um, particularly an indigenous band because at that time I didn't even know my indigenous heritage. (laughs) And I just know that I really loved all things native and I didn't know why until I was older and um, I was uh, in my knees and had conversations with my, my uncle and on my dad's side and he told me about our heritage and um yeah and my uncle on my mother's side my grand uncle on my mother's side later on um got information there too but i always it was my my dna (laughs) the blood was calling out so (laughs) so um yeah and then in 2010 we um, we launched on Halloween, actually, 2010. Uh, we launched our first CD. Um, our daughters, our first album, our daughters were not on because they were too little. They were just learning their, their cello and violin at that time. Um, and so I've, I've always sung ever since I was little. I would change the lyrics on on the um on radio songs <laughs> and and just create my own so it's yeah it's been there for me all along singing um and keyboard playing came later and um yeah it's just kind of evolved i'd say and then we had our official launch in 2010 what was that like to find out about your indigenous background knowing that that whole time you felt that in you yeah, it was, um, it explained a lot of things as well as, um, it, it was kind of bittersweet because I went through a time of, um, identity crisis. Um, and especially when my uncle's passed, 
both of them passed, it was like, okay, none of my family really embraces this. None of my family knows about this. <laughs> they have other, my, one of my cousins had done a, a family tree thing and, and found some other um, heritage, but not, not that. We're, we're very mixed. Um, we have Jewish, um, Scottish, Welsh. We've got a whole whole gamut, <laughs> but I identify with my indigenous heritage most, and um, and so it's it's been I I realized why I would feel uh, I you know and also African Jamaican heritage. I, I was born in Jamaica. Um, my my grandfather was from Turks and Caicos. My indigenous heritage comes from, um, it's from South America and, and up into um, the Caribbean and Southern Florida. Um, so it's a wide range of, <laughs> so you could see how the uh, identity crisis could come <laughs> in there. And um, I always, growing up, I, because I didn't know my indigenous heritage, I was just considered mixed black and white. And so I always felt in between and I didn't feel like I belonged totally until I, my indigenous uh, culture came about and being in native circles is, is where I belong mostly. (laughs) (laughs) You described the band as an indigenous worship band. Can you folks tell us a little bit about what that looks like and what that means and how you've combined your culture and your faith to lead people into worship? Um, If you go back in history, you know, you know, Canada has been learning more about residential schools Mm -hmm. in the States. They're known as boarding schools. Down in South America and in the Caribbean, they're known as encomiendas or settlements. And it was a way of um, saying, you know, that, you know, God loves you, but, as, but he does not like you. Hmm. And um, because your, your, your words, your language, your songs, your dances, you know, you need to get rid of those things, you know, and become this new creature. And, uh, but when we read scripture, that's not what we, we are seeing. And that's not the, our understanding, you know, especially from a tribal man, you know, <laughs> from the tribe of Judah. Hmm. And um, so, and even not too far distant history, you know, the our instruments songs uh, you know they were banned you know just like the the, the bagpipes of, of the Scottish and um, so we as Okama we come to show that um, our songs are not evil our worship is pure um, and we could combine our sounds and our, you know, and our traditional traditions to um, 
with things like the cello and the violin and the, and the, and the piano to come up with a beautiful sound and, um, and to show our people that Creator God did not make a mistake when he created us. And, you know, he, in my uh, I Forgive song in the first album, um, he just downloaded in about 15 minutes that whole song. And I couldn't have made that up myself. You know, it was, this happened, I forgive. This happened, I forgive. And in, in it, it says, um, and they did it all in Jesus' name, this tribal man, he even, they even tried to claim. Hmm. I forgive the church just the same. And it's, it's this um, mindset of superiority that indigenous people couldn't possibly have known the creator. And because of misunderstanding, just like Jesus was misunderstood, and we have been misunderstood as indigenous people because our ways and our, our, our culture is different than European culture, it's seen as pagan. And for us personally, Gerard and I, um, the way we feel is that every culture has things in it that can be redeemed. And there are things that cannot be redeemed because they are just from the dark side. And we have to allow creator to, to decide what we can redeem and what cannot be redeemed. And that's not for somebody from the outside who has no idea of, about the culture to come and say what God accepts and what God does not accept. It's up to the people and the spirit of God, the great spirit of the creator, the mystery, the great mystery to speak to them and say, yes, keep this. No, that you don't keep. And some, some of the things I truly believe are individual because there's some people who cannot keep the things of their culture because it hinders them because of their background, because of what they grew up in. They're just not able to embrace it. Hmm. And that should be okay as well. And I have met up with people and I have friends who, who it's actually spiritually dangerous for them to embrace their culture because they haven't cleansed the things of the past. So everybody's on their journey. Everyone has their, um, the place that they're at in their journey. And it's for no one to judge but the creator himself and the person who's going through that. I find that really interesting because so often we might get um, some people might get worried like, Oh, that that's a cultural practice, not part of their faith. But in reality, if we stop and we look at much of our Christian practices there, we've brought parts of our culture with us. Right. And, you know, as a, a white European background guy, like I can look at my Christianity and see parts of 
uh, my Celtic heritage in parts of our Christianity, right? And how we brought those bits and pieces. But uh, sometimes here as Canadians, we still get worried about Indigenous, I guess, uh, contextualizing your faith, like you folks have mentioned before. We get worried that, oh, is this from God or not kind of thing. Yeah, it, you know, it's, um, yeah, we are part of, the, of that contextual movement that God has created us the way he has created us and for a reason and a purpose. And mm-hmm. he loves us. <laughs> and, and mm-hmm. you know, and not only that, he likes us as well and likes our culture. Because I've heard it say culture is, is man-made. Well, it's man-made only only because it, it it it's a natural flow from our being. It's a natural thing that occurs when when you are a social being, um, and God has created each and every one of us for the the, the problems that we were created to solve. That He has has placed us on this planet to solve and it's everything that we are all our gifts our talents our culture the 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 people group that we come from our ancestors make us who we are Mm. and our journey our experiences and where we are in in that journey all of it is who we are and out any of it, we couldn't be who we are. And so I don't feel that God, um, it's, again, it's, it's for him to decide. In Exodus uh, 28, 2, talks about Aaron and his regalia, you know, as he was making hmm. his royal robes. And, um, and why did Creator God allow him to do that? For his honor and his dignity. And a lot of our people and throughout the Americas, from the Arctic to the tip of the Chile and the Caribbean in between, um, they tried to rob our dignity by removing our regalia, the things that set us apart, that, said, you know, that says, you know, um, I really like you. Creator God says, I really like you. I just love you, but mm. I like you. And um, so that's what we as Okama want to do. We want to restore the dignity to all people, you know, and just so for all people to know that um, God did not make a mistake when he made all of us. And, um, and we need to search within ourselves in, and to give our creator our best. And that's what regalia is all about. That's why our music is, is all about. It's about giving our creator the best back, you know, in the best way that we can. All our instruments are authentic, um, you know, everything. And uh, there is no... Um, nothing that you could just go and pick up in a, <laughs> in a long and McQuaid, although I, I really like that store. <laughs> um, you know, um, but, but yeah, you know, um, 
every instrument that we have has a story. Hmm. Um, and, 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 and it talks about a journey. And, and I can't tell you enough about, you know, just people that we come across and, uh, and just being set free to be who they are. That's it. That's it. That's all our creator wants from us, to, to be who we are. We are to work out our salvation with fear and trembling, you know, and uh, to individual, right? Um, we we born into this world alone. We'll die alone. And um, and and we need to speak the truth, and uh, and to be a, a voice of hope and encouragement in that on that journey. So important. And, you know, on on the on the topic of of helping people in their journey, there was once at, at church where. Um, I was with a friend, and we were doing what they called soaking time. So basically, we're 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 worshiping and and singing to the Creator and and playing our music. Um, and people, they it's a contemplative time where they they um, they're just still um, just hearing from from Creator. And I I had my eagle feather, and I was just waving it around. And I didn't know what I was doing, but I felt that that's what the Lord said to do. So I was doing that, and then I, I was just silently asking, Father, what, what is it I'm doing? He said, you're creating a tapestry of light and sound and words and music and, um, and colors and, um, and even mathematical equations. And that may be woo-woo to some people and okay. <laughs> but what was interesting is that at the, at the end, I, I, and while that was going on, I saw a gentleman sitting in, um, there were very few people in, in the room and he seemed a little perturbed. And at the end, I went up to him and I asked him, um, I, you know, I noticed uh, that you seemed a little disturbed by things. And he said, I was just thinking about, um, he was he's he was European, and he's he said I had there was a dance that we used to do in the social in the, the pubs and and it was a social dance and um, and I was just considering all of that and that I had to give that up when I came to Jesus and um, and he said something in me died and I I said. Just because it was a social dance and a cultural dance doesn't mean that it was wrong. And if it brought you joy and it's not hindering your walk with the creator, then perhaps it's something for you to um, go back to him about. And in, the, in all of that, too, he had hurt his leg. And he had taught that dance to many people. And he had hurt his leg and couldn't do it very well anymore. And... He was just, when I, just to suggest to him that it may not be wrong to do it, um, that just totally released him to explore that. And not everything that we used to do before we came to Jesus is wrong and bad and should be kiboshed and thrown out. 
it's 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 an individual thing and i mean especially in tribal cultures like celtic culture is is very tribal yeah and that's why that's why so many scottish and irish mixed with <laughs> mixed with first nations um because we are very very similar in that sense and we we have similar um you know wounds that from other cultures dictating terms to us so it's um yeah it's it's something i feel is very individual and if people would come with the view of curiosity rather than judgment and ask just ask we never we never we we don't bite <laughs> and it's better to just ask the question in curiosity not judgmentally um you know what what you're curious about what what you wonder about is it okay to do this is it okay do you you know what do you feel about that rather than coming in an accusatory manner and saying, well, you shouldn't be, and you shouldn't do that and this. You mentioned uh, wounds earlier on. How can the church in Canada do a better job when it comes to reconciliation? That's a very good Not taking... Um, a superior stance, I feel, and this has been coming to me a lot lately, um, a lot more lately, is that the church in Canada, the church in North America, um, I feel is founded on an air of superiority and judgmentalism, and that's its foundation, because when, um, when that was brought to to our people um when europeans came and brought that it was all about we're 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 gonna conquer you're gonna make you believe like we do um and without without any um thought that well maybe we have something that i a a belief in the creator and a and a faith in the creator that you don't have maybe we know something about him that you don't know and instead of coming in humility and joining together it was we are your father you are the subjects and instead of we are brothers maybe you have something to offer and we can offer something and together we can um, walk this this road and so I feel um, the foundation of the church needs to be looked at and starting from the root of it, because I feel that the, 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 the fruit comes from the root and the root is not a good one. And so we, we need to um, come together, come to the table, um, talk and get to know one another. That, that's the main thing. We talk about reconciliation. How can you reconcile something that was never consiled? Huh. So we need to get to know one another again. Um, 
How do you say this? We have a prophecy, and the prophecy said they came to us in the beginning. They'll come to us again. Um, as Peter was saying, um, there are things that could be learned from us. And, um, and I think the church, above all, should be um, exemplifying, making our voices heard. Like what happened or happening in Wet'suwet'en. Um, we are not being heard. And, but can you imagine if the church just came, came to those areas and said, we are going to stand with these people, wrong or right, till they are heard. Because, again, so much has been done in Yeshua's name. And, um, and how his name has been tainted. And, um, and that needs to be changed. Hmm. How can you show Yeshua to all people? And, and, um, and, and again, that's, I think, the best example. He has been the best example for our people. And uh, it's just the methods <laughs> were, not, uh, were not the best methods. They were not true methods. And, um, I think it's just like any, any um, situation where you're meeting somebody for the first time. Like, we just need to start over and... And say and um, and just listen to one another without um, without judgment. I you know I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a coach, and when I listen to clients, like that's the first thing we're taught. You know, listen, listen without judgment, because half of maybe even eighty to ninety percent of of all coaching is just listening to the person because they don't have too many people who want to just listen and hear what's in their heart because they have the wisdom in them. They have their human spirit, which connects with the creator. And he's already packed everything that, that we need for life and godliness in our spirit. It just needs to be unpacked. And so if we just listen to one another and um, allow each other to speak freely then we'll get to know one another. It's just like if you're meeting, just like us meeting you for the first <laughs> time. You know, it's it's a, it's important just to to listen and hear, and that's Okama. <laughs> right? I love that. I love that picture of just starting over and meeting one another again and uh, coming with an openness. Uh, I feel like we've barely scratched the surface. I definitely need to have you back on sometime. Could you tell us uh, how we can find out more about Okama and uh, your music and the work that you do and how we can stay up to date with you? Um, Well, we're in the process of upgrading our website. Um, so that's uh, 
okama .ca, o -K -A -M -A .ca. Um, we also on Instagram, um, okama999, and you'll find our music on Spotify, you name it, it's it, there, out there. Um, we, you know, if people want to um, contact us, um, an email is okama789 at gmail.com, and uh, we could put them on a newsletter. Um, hope, the hope is that in the future with our new website, um, you'll be able to just be able to do it that way, you know. And, um, and for, for just out of um, courtesy again to our Native brothers and sisters, um, first of all, I just want to say what a brother said. And he said, um, we are not a problem to be fixed, but a relationship to be had. And, um, and in a traditional way, we are talking to you from um, Collingwood. We just up here for a week. The traditional land of the Ojibwe people. We live on the land of the Haudenosaunee and uh, Mississaugas of the New Credit. Uh, uh, our traditional names, Bilas is Tailiti and Ubayu, and Haudenosaunee names is Ostoa and Dohoga. We are wampum carriers of the Grand River Six Nations. We are from the Karina and Taino nations. It's traditional of our people that we state who we are and where we are. Mm. And, um, and again, that's just teaching. Um, I know this is at the end, but uh, it was important for us to um, say those things. Thank you so much for making time for us. Yeah, thanks for teaching us and uh, having this conversation with us. Like I said, I feel like it's the beginning of an important conversation for our audience. Thank, thank you. you both so much. Thank you. thank you. And thank you so much for joining us today and for listening. Remember, if you want to listen to this full conversation again, you can do that by checking out our podcast, Connections with Mike, Tom, and Colleen Hood. You can find that at podcastville.ca or wherever else you get your favorite podcast from. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.